Hello and welcome to Second Draft, the podcast where we take the movies and TV shows that didn't quite hit the mark and see if we can make something better out of them. My name is Isaiah. This is my friend Ben. Say hi, Ben. What's up, man? Wait, what episode number is this? Uh, you know, I'm you know I'm like so on top of it, and I'm so good at recording audio that um, I know for a fact that this is episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now that we all know exactly what episode we're on right now, let's move on to the subject matter, which, as you know, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Boom. We also do video games. Big reveal. Plot twist. (laughs) M. Night Shyamalan style. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a gamer. I would would go as far to say that you are also a gamer. Um, I don't play games. Oh, okay. So this is going to be really fun for you. Uh, no, I'm, a, I'm a gamer. Yeah, yeah. So storytelling in video game is we in video games is kind of weird because it it is interactive. So my personal mm-hmm. opinion is that the best games the best game stories are games that um like either either there isn't really much being told to you directly. There isn't really much cutscenes. You kind of are just sort of feeling out the story by doing mm. what it is that you do, if that mm. makes sense. Or games where um, there's a lot of choice, so that the game in and of itself is the story, if that makes sense. So, like, cho- cho- it's kind of like a pick-your-own-adventure, basically. Like, you know, choosing whichever option is the game itself. So, my, I think... I mean, I, I, you know, go back and forth. There are a lot of really good ones. So, for a good example of the first one, my, I think my favorite game is probably Journey. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember yeah, that game? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with Journey. Yeah, Journey is, I feel like, a really good game in terms of, like, you, you just play the game, but and you kind of have to infer the story just through your own actions. I feel like that's pretty fair. And then my favorite example of the second type is Mass Effect, specifically Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Because I was I thought you were gonna say specifically Mass Effect three. Oh, you know, let's hold well, on, you know, that's a that's maybe potentially another episode. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um so I like Mass Effect two because it's like the choices you make literally affect what goes on at the end. It's not like you know, there isn't crazy differences, and I feel like probably the biggest problem with Mass Effect 3 is that it felt like there wasn't too many differences with your choices at the end, but, you know. Mm. Anyway, so now let's talk about a game that's probably more on the Mass Effect side. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, I love the first game. I feel like the story in the first game is so awesome. Um, Ooh, yeah. And I, I personally love the story of the first game more than the story of this game. But I think you have the opposite opinion, correct? Uh, so, first off, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> we're not friends. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> so that was a yeah, good episode. I, I, no, nah, we're still recording. We're just not friends while we record. That's <laughs> I'm fine with that. So, okay. Break it down for me why you like the second one more than the first one in terms of story. Um... I believe with this game, they did the impossible. Okay. Like, I adored the first game. Mm -hmm. I had fond memories of it. I used to uh, geek out and tell everyone about it when I played Red Dead 1. And then Red Dead 2 came out and just 
blew myself and a lot of people like away. Right. Damn, so good. It's like the finest wine, mm. like ever. And that's it's hard to say because it's like this game is like fine wine that, or I should say, this game is like uh, whiskey that has been aged in wood barrels for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. And the or... first game is like, um, uh, what's what's what else? Uh, some hooch that's been aged for like five years, which is like, <laughs> wow, that sounds like it's, <laughs> I'm degrading that. I mean, I just think your analogy is so like oddly specific, but also not specific. <laughs> like the first game is, is fine wine aged for like five years. You're like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. And this game is like freaking. I mean, technically this game has been aged for eight years because the first one came out in 2010 and this one came out in 2018. So. Well, this is an analogy. Yes. So correct. this isn't entirely accurate. This <sighs> game was like, mm-hmm. fine, Kentucky whiskey. Right, of course. For three decades. But not. Does Ken- Kentucky make whiskey? No, I don't. I mean, I, Kentucky probably makes bourbon, which is whiskey, but just uh, not. Uh, on, shit, you know? Bourbon. Yeah. yeah this is, a, this is good, like. Good bourbon. This is like fine age Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> That's been That's gross for a couple of hours. That's disgusting. All right. <laughs> so what about what about the story of the second one do you prefer over the first one? I think um it's it's so bizarre cuz I feel like there's a greater emphasis and depth to Arthur as a character. And I have to say greater. I can't say better or more of yeah no i I get what you're saying such an emphasis on john in the first game it's Mm -hmm. like wow like it's but it's somehow it's they made it even deeper Mm -hmm. it's like uh they gave him more humanity and um yeah i on the very surface level i thought when i was playing um the red dead one i I really like john john marshton Mm -hmm. and then uh i really like liked his voice if that sounds weird enough no and yeah, then yeah, when this game kind of came out i thought on my first uh, initial reaction was um arthur was a little um too heavy in the accent or however i described it like mm. uh, hey joe he got a little too I, much know? i'm like ah i don't yeah. know if i can get by that but then he won me over oh okay so like oh man yeah He's a nice guy with a heart of gold. So, um, I mean, I I think personally I like Arthur more than John, but I still like the story of Red Dead Redemption One more. It's weird. Like, I actually am a. I, I actually one of my complaints with the game, which isn't necessarily a story complaint, is that at the end of the game you're forced to play as John. And the whole game, I'm like, I just love Arthur so much. And then, um, let's not get into spoilers quite yet, because we aren't. We're gonna do a plot synopsis. But at the end, you... why, why do you have to play as John at the end? Yeah, I mean, even like that's one of those things. Because <laughs> in this one, they're so focused on realism, where it's just like, you know, we have to. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I'm willing to like suspend the realism for a little bit and just let me keep playing as John because. I want to explore the desert area as Arthur. I don't want to 
do it as John again. Whatever. Okay. So I forgot. Remind me. Why do you have to play as John again? Like, what happened to Arthur? Okay. All right. <laughs> let me. Okay. Let me. Ex- I don't. Okay. Once we do the plot synopsis, we have. We only have an hour. So I just want to talk about my thoughts for a second. Just give He's, me a Arthur's second. Arthur's just on vacation. Yes. All right. God. Okay. <laughs> he went back to Gorma. <laughs> okay. Here's what. I think you were saying about this, and I I agree with you, is that in Red Dead 2, Arthur has an arc. He, like, goes through an emotional change, where in Red Dead Dead 1, John kind of stays static. Like, not necessarily that, like, he's just, like, a brick, but it's just, like, his goal never really changes, and his thoughts about the world and, like, what he has to do never really changes. I personally like that. Because it's it, it to me that means it's like we're not really talking about John. We're like John is like the mirror or whatever. Like we're more talking about the environment that he's in and that sort of change. So, but do you both... mind if I go on a tangent real quick? Okay, yeah, we can't ramble um, too long, but quickly, yes, go okay. ahead. Okay, so um, mentioning what you how you mentioned their respective arcs, um, I feel uh, talking about it with other people like. Arthur more embodies the title of Red Dead Redemption, specifically Redemption. Because, like, with um, John Marston, like, his redemption, you can obviously, it's pretty cut and dry. It's like, he used to be a gang member. Now Mm -hmm. he wants to be a family man. Yeah. But he kind of was always a family man. He is a guy. He always kind of questioned the the gray morality. But with Arthur, like, he did some freaking effed up shit in mm-hmm. the past and mm-hmm. he totally redeemed himself yeah um from the beginning of the game to depending on how you choose your path you right. can you know do good things and it's interesting uh, a little backstory um uh, uh rock star they bought the pro- the license of red dead because mm-hmm. first it was like um, Red, Dead. Red Dead Revolver right. was technically yeah. the very first game, and yeah. then Red Dead Redemption One, and then Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Red Dead Revolver. I can't remember the name of the protagonist, but mm-hmm. he's like the gunslinger or whatever, sure. or maybe Red. Uh-huh. And it's interesting is that I don't know what happened to that game, but that character is referenced in Red Dead One. Oh. And um, in Red Dead One. After, assuming we've all played that game, after John Marston kicks a bucket, people yeah. reference John Marston, like, you know, the NPCs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Red Dead 2, no spoilers, nobody talks about Arthur. And it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like okay. He redeems himself. Yeah. Well. A higher level, he right. elevates himself higher than the other previous characters, mm-hmm. and yet he doesn't have as much of a legacy. Right. Well, I think part of that is probably a bit of retconning because then it's like in the first game, why did no one ever talk about this super important person named Arthur? And so in the second game, they're probably just like, oh, we probably should just keep that up and not talk about him ever again. Um, well, then that just blows holes in my kind of fiction. So I yeah, I know. Um, okay, so here's... Okay, so I'm glad you were talking about the redemption stuff, though, because this is why I love the first game story in particular, okay? Mm-hmm. So John Marston, former outlaw, right, who decided to turn a new leaf. So in this case, he, dec- he tries to 
redeem himself by leaving the outlaw life behind and just raising a family. He tries to be a good person. And then he is forced out of that. He's forced back into a life of blood and, you know, cowboy and all that kind of stuff. He goes through all these trials, everything. And then he finally thinks he's like, I'm going to be able to be a family man. I'm going to be able to walk away. And then to me, in like the biggest, like, I mean, I played this game when I was a kid, but it's even today, I still think of it as like the biggest gump punch ever. He gets killed. I imagine you like as a young, uh, young lad. Young lad with a propeller hat. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, John, no! Like, yeah. But everything about the way John dies, the, like, the, like, coming out of the barn, that crazy, like, just getting riddled with bolts. So I love that because, for me, it's Spoilers. like... yeah. Well, no, we're not... We don't care about... The, the first one came out in 2010, either... All right, you know what? I don't care. Okay, so you you do what the government says. You finally get make it back to your wife and kid, and then they still show up, and you like have one last cowboy, you know, once upon a time in the West style showdown, and you just get effing destroyed. And then at the and then at the end of that game, you get to play as his son, and then you get to track down the agent who killed your dad and have one last duel with him, which I'm like, oh, love that. Um. So I like that because it's like John was like trying to redeem himself. He was trying to be the better person. You know what I mean? But it's like his past. He couldn't escape his past. Like, like the re- in a weird way, like the rede- his redemption, like it was it was like a false redemption in a in a weird way. It's like he tried to put the you know bury the past and just keep it away, but there was no redemption for him. He still. He still died bloody, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. get to have his peaceful ending. And I just love I that because... I definitely don't want to try and, like, steal John's redemption from him. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely had his own. Um, I yeah. think I just felt Arthur was a little more impactful. Mm-hmm. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I would say that, like, it's... Because, you know, the game... And this is one thing that I kind of want to get into is that both games try to sort of, like, be, like, about the Age of the West ending... And yeah. so I like that in relation to the first game because it's like, it really is like, this is one last holdout from the Old West and he's trying to change with the world and become, um, you know, the the person that the world wants him to be, the changing mm-hmm. world. And then he, he's, but he's not allowed to because his past just won't stay down. Um, I don't you know, know if I articulated funny. that the best, but... What's funny is uh, in Red Dead 2... Um, when the Pinkertons are like the way of the West and outlaws is over. Mm-hmm. And then in the Red Dead 1, the way of the West and the outlaws. Yes, are over. exactly. Like, yeah, it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle stand up uh, bit uh, talking about Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. where it's like the kid was like, I only have a month to live. And then they go into trials like, what the hell? Are you still alive? You, didn't you have a month to live? Why are you still? You get yeah. stronger every time. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. Still yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I think is a bit of an issue with the, with the sequel, but we'll get into that. Um, okay, cool. I think we've talked enough about. I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the first one and why I loved it so much, um, and but now I'm going to jump into a plot synopsis of the second game and then. We are going to have an hour on the clock to 
see what we can do with it. Okay, here we go. After a failed heist in Blackwater, the Vanderlyn gang is on the run from the government and the Pinkerton Detective Agency. To get back on their feet, Dutch decides to rob a train that his rival, the O'Driscolls, were scouting. The train belongs to a Leviticus Cornwall, who's an oil tycoon. Uh, he swears revenge and runs the gang out of Valentine. They head south, where Dutch's plan to con two plantation families, the Grays and the Braithwaites, goes awry and results in John Marston's son, Jack, getting kidnapped and sold to a gangster named Bronte in Saint-Denis. After saving Jack, the gang tries to rob a bank and fails. They then try to hide on a boat to escape the police, but the boat sinks and traps Arthur, Dutch, and a few others on the island of Guarma. There, they help a revolution and make it back to the U.S. Um, I didn't write this down, but the the people in Guarma are rebelling against Leviticus Cornwall, who, like, owns the island, kind of? Question mark? Anyway. That's racist. Yeah. Um, Arthur finds out that he has tuberculosis and doesn't have much time to live. Dutch is convinced there is a mole and several gang members leave. Um, Arthur's final straw comes when Dutch doesn't go back for John after he is shot and refuses to save Abigail, who has been taken by the Pinkertons. Once, once Arthur saves her, he finds out that Micah was the mole and goes back to Dutch to tell him. Arthur helps John and Abigail escape and then dies. Super sad. You then take control of John, who builds his ranch from the first game, then, then tracks down Micah. Dutch shows up and kills Micah, and then John goes back to his ranch. End of game. What is that? I, what do you? What is that sound? You speak as if killing was something I cared about. You ever wonder about a time? <laughs> Sorry, awesome. I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, now. Okay, great, yeah. Uh, 50% off on Steam. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, just real quick before we actually get into it, there are a couple of different ways the game can end, um, but the big takes, big takeaways are if you um, play the White Hat, if you are honorable, uh, Arthur will die, you know, from the tuberculosis, he'll die from exhaustion, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. And if you are dishonorable, Micah shoots him in the face. Um, mm -hmm. So, with that being said, I think we can go ahead and start our one hour. Sound good? Um, real quick. Okay. What path did you choose? The first time I played, I've only played once so far, and I, I went honorable, for sure. Okay. Me too. Okay. Also, Look before before we start... This is this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the story. The music in this game is effing phenomenal. Like it's oh, just like, hell yeah. oh my god, that part where you finally get back from the island and you steal a horse yep. and you ride off and it's like, like D'Angelo comes in and like, can I stand on shaking? You're like, oh Ooh. miss, oh it's so good that music. Uh, oh okay, all right, all right. The hour starts. Now no, we're about to get copyright because we're so dang good. We're so good. I mean, I basically am D'Angelo. All right. Okay, the hour started. My biggest problem with Red Dead 2. <laughs> um, so my two biggest issues are that it throughout the whole game, I personally don't feel like there isn't much of like an overarching story. It kind of feels like a lot of episodic things that are mm. 
not necessarily connected. And then I really don't like towards the end of the game when Arthur is about to die, there's like a couple of missions in a row where you just sort of like, like, because everything in, in in front of it was like leaving questions unanswered. And at the very end mm. of the game, there's like five missions in a row where you quick, like really quickly, you see uh, uh, the uh, Colmel Driscoll, you see him get hanged. And then you help mm. the, the gray guy and the Braithwaite girl like run away together. And, and it's all like just rapid fire. And none of it really seems to connect to the rest of it, question mark. Um... And then my I feel like uh, hold on just real that's... quick real real quick La- oh, yeah, yeah. my only other thing and I feel like this is I don't like that Arthur has tuberculosis that mm. doesn't work for me I don't no. I to me it's just like I understand what, straight up cancer yeah <laughs> I understand what they home. were going for I understand why they did it because it, the idea is that Arthur is a bad person who suddenly realizes that his time like you know, his he realizes his days are numbered. So now the game is about him, like, trying to decide what kind of person he's going to be with the time he has left. I think that might be a direct line from the game. But I don't know. It, to me, it feels like it kind of... For, like, you know, for instance, in the first game, it's like john did everything right and then he still died bloody you know what i mean Mm. he still got destroyed um so that i mean at least it felt like john even though he lost was kind of like in control of of, you know it kind of felt like he had the agency versus like Mm. it almost feels like a bit of a cop-out for arthur to be like oh i'm gonna die i guess i should you know if you play it a certain way be a good person you know what i mean Mm. yeah um think that's my biggest issue so go ahead what, what were you gonna say i i think i'll touch on how the story doesn't feel connected at times and, mm-hmm. and then the tuberculosis um i feel like that might be a problem that's plagued consistently with rockstar games where hmm. i've played like gta 5 that might be blasphemous whatever hmm. or other rockstar games where you're just mission now mission yeah mission, and they, they don't have like uh, at least a parent forward progression in the story, uh, which is tough to do. And mm-hmm. if I may be so bold, um, also a problem that's suffered through most games because yeah. Yeah. Um, most games are made by those such are, are made by people who specialize in video game development. They're not right. story. Uh, or screenwriters, or, mm-hmm. or just writers in general. Well, they like, they do hire writers for games like these. I think the issue yeah. more is like trying to combine a compelling story with the mechanics of, in this case, an open world game is where you get issues yeah. because you know even like even no matter what, when you hire writers, they're like writers are like you know they think like in TV and movie terms. You know, it's hard. It can be hard to sort of take a story mm-hmm. and craft it well to a game loop, you know, a game loop of like, go here, do a mission, go somewhere else, do that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I um, um, so just, I, I will just give a disclaimer that yeah. the dialogue I'll say is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, it's, it's one... definitely no shortage of skill. Yes. Yeah. Although um, I do feel like there, there's a lot of sections of the game, which I think 
this is more of a complaint about the game in terms of gameplay, but there's a lot of sections of like going to a place and then riding somewhere for 10 minutes while people talk and then you actually get started with the mission and then you yeah. get to ride back. And then I feel like a lot of times the the dialogue while you're riding isn't as sharp as it is in the cutscenes. It's not like a huge margin or anything like that, but I definitely... I mean, me personally, I was getting bored a little bit more on the horses when people are talking back and forth versus in those cutscenes yeah. when Arthur is like just controlling the split, the space and like threatening people and like telling the other people in the gang they're idiots and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> speaking let, of which, yeah. that reminds me of in, near the beginning where uh, one of the gals, I think they were in Valentine, gets roughed up by some hooligan, and then uh, in a hotel mm -hmm. and uh arthur comes in and beats that guy's ass and then saves the girl right. might have been mary beth and she's like thank you arthur I, I, you're so so blah blah, blah. And what could i have done without you mm -hmm. and arthur just is just responds with the cowboy i understand <laughs> <laughs> like very like yeah tight uh tight jaw to yeah, yeah um okay so let's real quick all right, before we get started with anything, I just want to talk about the opening of the game. Okay. So you open the game on top of a mountain in the middle of a snowstorm right after a failed heist, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, everybody's exhausted. A bunch of people have died. Everybody's really sad and, like, you know, like, what are we going to do? We're going to get caught by the government, all this kind of stuff. So that's one thing I didn't really like mm -hmm. i didn't like it because it kind it, it slows the game down for one but it also felt like this is gonna sound weird but it, it felt like the game developers were like you know what's really cinematic snowstorms do you know what i mean mm -hmm. i pr i hmm. just I, to be clear you yeah. didn't like that it started on a snow mountain i didn't or... like i didn't like that they completely cut out the heist gone wrong in Blackwater. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, because actually showing that heist and letting us play through it could have done a lot of really cool things. It could have first showed us Dutch as, um, like we let's say the like idealistic leader that we uh, the, that Arthur thought he was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could have been Dutch is just like you know, maybe he starts off. We you start the game, you're at camp, and he's like. Dutch is like, we're just going to pull this one job, you know, all, you know, Dutch says this throughout the entire game, but like, in this instance, it's like Dutch is saying like, gotta have some goddamn faith. Dog. Yeah, exactly. He, but he, he, he says it and he's like, guys, we're not going to, we're not going to have to kill anybody. We're going to get this money. We're going to get the heck out of here. And he's like, you know, he's basically like as nice and as caring as a thief can be. Mm -hmm. And then we get to see a bunch of crap go wrong in Blackwater, a bunch of people that we just had just met and were like mm -hmm. starting to form a connection with like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't remember any of the people whose dies names are though. Whatever. Oh yeah. We didn't even know. Yeah. I forgot. They're I mean, like, they, they talk about them die off screen and you're like, Who yeah, exactly. So we could, we could actually see them die. We could see Dutch's reaction to them dying. And that could be like a really good, strong starting point for all of for Dutch's arc, and you know, it, once we have Dutch's arc figured out, then we can also have Arthur's arc figured out because, you know, 
he worships the I, um, dirt that Dutch walks on. I I agree. I would say short answer. Overall, I agree mm-hmm. entirely. I remember when I was playing the game. Excuse me. Yeah. That um, when they kept not just in the beginning, but throughout the whole game, it felt like they were referring to this off-screen botched heist. Right. It just really detached me from it, and I was like, I don't really. That mm-hmm. seemed. It felt weird. Yeah. Um, and you're totally right. Like, um, if we see it, then it, it would be mm-hmm. a better way to kick off the events of the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, attach it better. However, to have, like, devil's advocate and maybe see it from the developer's um, perspective mm-hmm. is that um, Dutch's behavior during that botched heist closely kind of for, uh, foreshadows how he loses his cool later in the game. Sure. So if they don't show that directly and they just start off where it did start off, saying like, hey, Otto, I, I don't know what happened, you know, mm-hmm. throwing his arms off, then where the player is more easily able to accept that, you know, the truth, or what he's saying is as the truth, like, hey, things went wrong, as opposed to he is a crazy person. Because if we see it, then though, if we see the heist, mm-hmm. um, then it's more likely that the uh, audience or player will be like, okay, this guy's crazy. And the whole entire game, there's no descent into craziness. He's already there. Dutch, I'm saying. But honestly, I feel like that was something that I didn't necessarily like because I, to me, I didn't really feel a very strong descent. It felt like it to me it felt like Dutch was um basically making the wrong calls because he was idealistic. Mm-hmm. He thought that, you know, he thought that he could pull it off. And mm-hmm. then they get to the island and that's when he really starts being crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus I I feel like if we have the heist at the beginning, we have Dutch as a really nice, likable character, then some bad stuff goes wrong. He sees a couple of people die. And that can sort of be his jumping off point into the descent into the evil, crazy person that he eventually becomes. Yeah, I mean, to- I mean, it could it could totally work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just need to you just need to craft the heist in a way where Dutch yeah. like sees something or yeah. reacts to something. Like, I I mean, you could even have it where it's like you know we've had this same gang for so long, you know nobody's died in like three years and then all of a sudden five people die you know and these are and this is my family oh so. man just off the top of my head mm-hmm. oh off the top of my to uh um <laughs> uh, just for my own sensibilities sure that'd be sick if like the game just opened up just arthur and one other character not dutch uh like in and they're just talking mm-hmm. for a little while. And you're like, what the hell? Is this a game? And then they do the heist, and that freaking character dies because of um, Arthur's, or not Arthur, um, Dutch's mishandling of the heist. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Potentially. For... Sure, and, yeah, uh, totally, yeah. That connection. Because I feel like that whole the, the whole idea of the characters always like, on their last leg, just about to be caught. I feel like you're going to be able to feel that a lot more if you can see them when they're at their best and then see their downfall at Blackwater. 
I think, come to think of it, if, mm. if we're going to go down this road, um, I would want the that heist to have a moon and... Wait, say, uh, say that again? The, I would want the Blackwater failed heist uh-huh. to have a more profound and direct attachment to the player than it does. Yes. It is referenced throughout the whole game. Yes. But um, if it I mean, a profound... But I will mention that that might be hard because it's a long game and mm-hmm. it's the first thing that happens. So something... They would need to add something or change it. Yeah. It, well, I mean, see, even the way it's referenced... You know, in the game it's referenced like from our point of view because arthur goes to basically every person in the gang is like wait so what happened to blackwater because i guess Mm -hmm. arthur was doing something else and everybody else sort of has to very not well not very clearly explain what happened you know what i mean so i definitely think placing the player in that scenario is is definitely going to be a good jumping off point for us you know and then like People were complaining about how slow the the snow section is, um, because you have to go through that before the game opens up. Personally, when I play games, I'm okay with sections like that, but I do think it was yeah. a mistake to put it at the very beginning. Uh, I was pretty, I was pretty okay with it. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. my opinion. I thought it was like, um, it was pretty sick in the beginning where, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, Dutch. Mm. goes up to the cabin and then you have to hide out and you're like and then you get the prompt yeah yeah no for sure you're like oh and then yeah for the next Mm -hmm. several like hour or so not much happens but no i get that but i i mean does that can that mission can still play the same way right but it's just that on top of it being like really cool and all that kind of stuff you're also like oh my god we just escaped the pinkertons like you actually feel the desperation that the characters are feeling at that moment because you were there yeah 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 if they are going to insist on having kind of slow period which mm-hmm. is currently the snow yeah period yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they should, a they white need, period we can say the white period yeah they should rearrange it and make it at the beginning during the blackwater heist and make that period kind of slow and then when the period when the heist gets mm-hmm. botched then it like kind of um jars you and you're like, whoa, things are going crazy now. Yeah. And then it kicks into high gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like, like even if the 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 Blackwater heist is like really high intensity, so that way you get an exciting start to the game. You get people invested, things are yeah. happening, and then you slow it down for a moment, yeah. and then you can actually get into the tutorial stuff. Which I know they had to do a lot of tutorialization for a game like yeah. that. Um, oh gosh, it's a Rockstar game. Yeah. All right, um, so I'm cool with that. Now, the other thing I want to start, let, like, try to figure out is Cornwall. I feel mm. like Cornwall should be, like, the overarching connecting tissue for the whole game. He kind of is posed that way, but it's not really paid off very well. Do you know what I mean? We, if I recall correctly, we don't see him all that much, right? No, we, we see him once at the beginning of the game when he uh runs you out of valentine and then the next time we actually see his face dutch kills him and it's at the very end oh, of the game gosh. that's why i don't really remember him all that exactly time. yeah i mean I, i'm okay with him not necessarily being the i would say in, in in normal context he would be the main antagonist he doesn't have to be but 
I feel like we need one overarching thing that sort of ties all of the other stories that we experience together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the whole thing in the South with the Braithwaite's and the Greys, and then after that in San Denis with the gangster Bronte, none of that really has to do with Cornwall. And it, you know, in, in all seriousness, it doesn't really have much to do with the Pinkertons and the government and the gang running away either. It's just mm-hmm. like something that's happening in the area that they are. Yeah. Um, am I boring you? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm just was... <laughs> yeah, uh, games over there. Yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of want... in in I kind of want us to have something throughout the whole... Just so that at the end it doesn't feel like we're just quickly trying to tie up a bunch of loose ends, you know? Because that's what I didn't like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, um, either that or like maybe... all all of the stories that we've had so far need to all sort of coalesce into one kind of story, if that makes sense. Mm. I would um, so to again play devil's advocate. I can kind of see where they're coming from. They don't give Cornwall intentionally a lot of face time, right? Um, within the game because they're like. Cornwall's not really antagonist. It's Dutch the whole time. You're like, okay. Uh, yeah. It's pretty... Um, I feel like it's a mishandling of it mm-hmm. because it's... The way... like They try to shake it up. Um, but what happened... Well, my experience of it was like all every mission was just like Cornwall, Cornwall, Cornwall. And I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they talk about uh, him a fair bit. They, okay, here, here's it, my thing. It might have been handled better if they gave Cornwall more prominence, but still with the intention of Dutch as the main antagonist. Yeah. Um, and just slip Dutch in. And that would have potentially uh, a more emotional impact because Dutch comes out of left field. He's like, what the hell? Dutch is screwing with everything? Yeah. Well, I don't, because here's the thing, like, Dutch's descent is kind of like, in in this game, it's kind of like the way Arthur sort of opens his eyes, if that makes sense. Like, Dutch was someone who's idealistic, who was, you know, he had his own kind of honor, and then as he becomes more and more of a degenerate, that sort of pushes him farther and farther away from Arthur. But Cornwall, so, like, like we were saying before, this, this game, one of the big themes about both of these games, which I feel like, again, I feel like the first one did a little bit better, but whatever, is the idea that the Old West is dying, you know, the age of outlaws is ending, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so Cornwall in this game, like, um, my favorite Western movie is Once Upon a Time in the West. And... Is that the one with Johnny Depp? What? No. What? No. Oh. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I guess. Oh. I thought <laughs> I thought you meant the Lone Ranger, the one where he's oh. like a, a Native American guy. Oh god! <laughs> I was so scared for a second. I was like, Ben, do I need to pause this recording right now? Do we need oh, to have god. a talk oh, about what's the? What's your favorite Western? Oh, the Lone Ranger. Oh my god, the, the two thousand whatever Lone Ranger. Oh my god, I was so scared for a second. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Um, so th- there's a character 
in Once Upon a Time in the West, who's basically Cornwall in this game. I forget the character's name. Mm. I, I can't find it right now. But he's I basically all the characters in that movie. Yeah, but he's basically like he's a railroad tycoon who hires a bunch of uh, outlaws to sort of strong arm the town mm. that he wants to take over. Right? Pretty classic Western setup, and. The reason he's the villain in that movie is because he represents the changing times. He's a railway tycoon, you know, he's from the East, he's business, he's trying to modernize and tame the West. And Cornwall, you know, at least from position-wise, I don't think he necessarily plays that part in this game. I feel like he's at least in a position to do the same thing, right? So if, if Cornwall, who represents the old west dying and be, and you know the wilderness being tamed is kind of like the driving force that's pushing the gang into a corner then mm-hmm. we that theme kind of like plays out a little bit better in my head you know yeah i agree um basically in a nutshell if if i can summarize what we're both agreeing on um, yeah. it's that uh, Cornwall should have had a more active role in the story um, instead of how passive he was. Yeah. Well, for me, it's just that I, I need to see I need to see some sort of connective tissue. There needs to be a tent over all of the stories that happen in the yeah. game. You know what I mean? I feel like Cornwall is the best option for that. But the way the game is right now, it kind of feels like he's just sort of ancillary, you know? He's just, like, someone else that the characters have to deal with, which might have been the, their intention, but I feel like, to me, it makes the game feel very disjointed between the different chapters, if that makes sense. Um, Since this is technically... This could be, like, a series, since it's so long. Hmm. Um, I feel like it would be misstep if Cornwall was involved with every story they go to like he's with the grays and the brave braithwaite mm-hmm. he is um the other stories <laughs> right um instead he is just kind of this overarching and more um more proactive antagonist mm-hmm. and while the dutch and gang are dealing with the grays and bray with um yeah okay well i mean what because what about if, the... if it's all connected then yeah. that might be a little contrived that might feel a little contrived i, I yeah that's true let, okay let, let me just run through this like a couple quick scenarios for you real quick the black water um heist goes poorly because unbeknownst to dutch and the gang cornwall hired the pinkerton agency to like be extra muscle in the town they didn't know that so then that can immediately set dutch against cornwall then they rob cornwall's chain so then cornwall is pissed at dutch so now they're both angry at each other right Mm -hmm. and then so now if throughout the game Cornwall is constantly getting in Dutch's way, and Dutch is, keeps on being like, just one more do- job. But every time Cornwall sort of denies them, and then the mm-hmm. fi- the final straw is kind of like them on Guarma. Like, I mean, okay, this is maybe we need to talk about later down the line, but I don't necessarily understand the point of Guarma at all in this game, and I kind of feel like you could just toss it out and be totally fine. What? Uh, what? I, okay, let's talk about that. 
Um, but I, uh, all right, let's okay. And, uh, so you know, screw it. Let's just talk about that right now. Let's talk about Guarmar real quick. Well, um, let, let's finish what you're kind of okay. pointing out. I think um, w- the way we can connect Cornwall, mm-hmm. you were cutting out a little bit, so maybe if I repeat some of the stuff you say, uh, but um, the way we can connect Cornwall to all of these uh, individual stories is mm-hmm. if like Dutch tries to approach the Greys and the Braithwaites and they're separate. And they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And as the events of the game unfold, then Cornwall tracks down Dutch, and then he like gives the Greys and the Bray and or the Braywits uh, a better deal. And so they start working with Cornwall, and then, then right, exactly, yeah, Dutch yeah. Gets yeah. One, my one of my thoughts was that like Cornwall, you know, it's the South, so Cornwall is like I think Corn- in this game Cornwall is a um, oil tycoon, so he's like he wants to get rid of the plantations and set up oil fields or something like that. And the Bray, the Grace and the Braithwaite's are like, nah, fam. And so there's someone who they've been like, they have a history with him and then Dutch pisses them off. So they're like, screw it. We'll work with Cornwall because this guy, Dutch Vanderlyn pissed us off something like that. But he, what you said also totally works. You know what I mean? With a name like Cornwall, he's definitely deep in the south. Right, right. Deep exactly. The and then, you know, I mean, again, like, Especially the se- that I guess it's I think it's technically chapter three in the game when they go to Saint Denis. I didn't understand Bronte's the wow. purpose of Bronte. Like it feels like that person should have been Cornwall, the person in the big city who is like screwing with them. Does that make sense? You know what Bronte sounds like hmm. is um, they needed a vehicle to get the gang to San Denis because mm. if they found if Jack the boy who was kidnapped yeah. was uh, kept in the Lemoyne County where mm. the Gray and Braywitz are and they're like uh, and Dutch and gang storm the, the, those families mm-hmm. and they're like where is Jack here he is then they wouldn't move. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> for sure. Like, but I, I, my my question is like, couldn't Jack have just been sold to Cornwall and San Denis? Why introduce a new character at that point? Um, did they have a deep connection to Cornwall? No, they don't in in the original version of the game. But we're rewriting it, so we can do whatever the heck we want. Kind of. New version is where Jack gets sold. Sorry, say that again. You you cut out it for a second. Oh, if you're saying Jack could get ha, could have been sold to Cornwall, yeah, in San Denis, and it's like you know Jack's in San Denis, and Cornwall's got him, so now we have to deal yeah. with Cornwall and San Denis. That would have worked. That that definitely works within our story. Um, it, yeah, I just, I just don't necessarily. Again, I just want an overarching something to connect all of these different stories. You know. That's remind me again who is Bronte? <laughs> he he's literally he is the top gangster in San Denis. And they make a lot of jokes about how he he's Italian and Dutch I guess doesn't like Italians, I don't know exactly. Um but like I mean it in the game you meet him, you get Jack back, he works for you he helps you find work for a little bit, then he betrays you and then Dutch kills him by feeding him to an alligator, which was pretty cool. I'll give him that. But, again, it's like, so how does this, besides giving us another example of how Dutch is 
descending, how does this affect the overarching story? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it feels very episodic, which... Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was like a live-action series on HBO, mm-hmm. um, if it was on Habo, yep. then it, I would kind of feel weird about it because if like every three or four episodes they overcome their enemy and there's just a new enemy who's the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh no, there's a over, there's a big enemy, which mm-hmm. is Cornwall. They're like, but he's not really in the show anywhere. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, here, here, here's a secondary pitch. M- maybe the solution. Is this third draft though? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just maybe if you want to keep it episodic. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking right now. Anyway, the uh, keeping everything so episodic sort of takes the focus away from what's going on and focuses it on the characters and specifically focuses it on Dutch and Arthur. Because if you keep things episodic, then what you're doing is saying, what we really care about is how our characters react to every one of these scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. So, and but in that case, I, I would want the episodes to like actually end. Again, I really, really didn't like how near the end of the game, there's just like four or five missions where it's like, Here's a mission, just go to this place, and it's like, oh, Cornwall is there for some reason, and then Dutch caps him, and that's it. We're done with Cornwall now, you know? And then there's another mission mm-hmm. right after that where you go back to the south and help the Greys and the the Romeo and Juliet stand-ins mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. run away. And then, okay, and now we're, we're done with that, you know what I mean? So, if it's episodic, I feel like in the first episode in valentine where they deal with cornwall they should deal with cornwall whether they kill him whether he backs off whether maybe him and dutch come to some sort of agreement i don't know what it is mm-hmm. i just didn't like how at the end of the game all of a sudden we have to like oh oh like arthur is about to die we got to wrap all this all these hanging threads up you know what i mean yeah um the story certainly doesn't get that much more complex mm-hmm. than what it it's originally started on so um, i mean i i'd say for the purpose of this show let's see if we can come up with a good overarching story just for the hell of it mm-hmm. um i think we're getting somewhere with cornwall yeah i mean because um, if, if it's like cornwall is our overarching villain and he's hired the pinkertons then you can sort of have like the pinkertons are chasing us the whole time and we're also like everywhere we go we're messing with cornwall's businesses and he gets more and more pissed off and that you know what i mean yeah and to to kind of jump to our our end Mm -hmm. if i may Mm -hmm. if we do make cornwall more of a prominent antagonist and we kind of trick successfully trick the players to be like okay he's the antagonist um and then when we eventually get to that mission where we all confront um, Cornwall and Dutch is like, all right, we got to make a deal with this guy. And then out of nowhere, like Dutch just like freaking blows Cornwall's head off in a, in a better uh, setting. Hmm. Then we're like, what the hell? And then we find out that uh, Dutch is the actual main antagonist. You're like, Oh my God, hmm. what the hell? And then, uh, We'll be like, who wrote this? <laughs> well, yeah, 
Yeah, totally. Because because I think Cornwall in in this hypothetical version, he's gonna be like he's gonna be the person constantly pushing Dutch towards evil. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's always there, right behind Dutch, always prodding and poking, poking, him, and then Dutch like you know over the course of the game, like he is in the version now, constantly becomes more and more you know crazy basically because he feels like he can't win you know plus i think it would be interesting because dutch could be really upset that like a rich man like cornwall basically has the government in his pocket and dutch is like this idealist who's like we're just gonna go somewhere we're all gonna live free no government no nothing we're all gonna be equals and all that kind of stuff so to have somebody who's basically the antithesis of dutch's ideals constantly be the person to beat him down i think would be a fun way to sort of drive dutch into that corner you know what i mean yeah yeah like dutch is it's like arthur i got a goddamn plan mm-hmm. and cornwall's like i just wing it like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dutch is like just one more job and and cornwall's like actually over a long term diversifying your accounts and stock and dutch is like god damn it <laughs> he just gets so angry he's like no one more job what not not <laughs> some goddamn faith cornwall's like, i'm kind of agnostic <laughs> uh, that's awesome um okay so I, I let's just bang this out real quick in terms right. of Cornwall's involvement in the story. So Cornwall at the beginning, we rob his train. He gets pissed off. He tries to kill us all in Valentine. He doesn't succeed. We run to the south. So let's say in the south, do we want to say that Cornwall is trying to deal with the... Like, I, I think it'd be interesting if Cornwall is trying to um, buy the land that the Grays and the Braithwaites own... So in that sense, Dutch is like kind of feels like he's on the side of the Braithwaites and the Greys, but then he's also like, but they're also, you know, a bunch of racist holdouts from the Civil War. So I don't like them either. So I'm kind of like, I don't know who I like right now. You know what I mean? Well, um, that would, for me personally, be treading into the territory of um, the screenwriter places Cornwall everywhere, mm, you know, sure. as opposed to his organic presence, which. If hmm. it, it it's a huge uncivilized country, so it's like for someone to have that much reach at that time seems kind of unrealistic to my knowledge. Okay. Um, so if Cornwall follows Dutch there, um, and then after you know the, what goes down with the Greys and the Braywaite, then Cornwall has more of a foothold within that county than that makes sense that he previously would not have had without Dutch mm. um, inadvertently. Then uh, it kind of oh okay uh, how how about this kills what, two birds with one stone yeah yeah okay so what if what if going off of that what if it's a kind of a thing where like Dutch tries to build relationships he's trying to con he's trying to like sort of wiggle his way in he's looking for their treasure all that kind of stuff and then. Uh, uh, Cornwall sort of waltzes into town, just throws his money money around, and the Greys and the Braithwaites immediately just turn on Dutch. Oh yeah. So okay, yeah, because that that could be really interesting because both of the families are always talking about their pride and how you know they're like you know they're like 
you know, part of the Confederacy, you know, people have their plays on all that kind of stuff. So it could be a moment where it's like Dutch is again pissed off because the rich guy just throws money around and people just dance for them for him. You know yeah. what I mean? That could be fun. Yeah, exactly. So then um, what what would the setup for Dutch and the gang in Rhodes what what are they trying to do that um that Cornwall just sort of blocks off? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it could play out as normal. Mm. Um, I kind of see it as Cornwall somehow gets wind of the gang's presence in Rhodes and Lemoyne, um, mm. where, and she could gain um, knowledge of their presence there uh, because the gang becomes deputies within the sheriff's office, or because they're tangling with the Greys and the Braithwaite. Right. That seems like that would call attention to anybody. Sure. Um, especially the kind of crap Ooh. that they do. Like, oh, how about play. this? How about it basically plays out the way it is in the game right now, but at the end, Cornwall shows up. Like he, like you said, he like catches wind of them, and then he pays them both off, and then both of the families immediately unite. So like Dutch's whole plan is about turning them against each other so that he can find out where the treasure is or just straight up rob them, you know, base, play both sides. Mm-hmm. And both families are always just constantly talking about how they hate each other. But then Cornwall shows up, throws stacks of money around, and then they're on the same side, and all three of them start going after the gang. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that it, yeah, I, yeah so it's like they're immediately bought off, and all the all the all the stuff they were talking about before was all crap in in front of his money. You know what I mean? You know, it'd be sick. Huh. Um, to kind of you going on that idea and kind of adding some complexity to that mm-hmm. is that one of the families that Dutch is working with say um, the the Greys the, uh, the Greys were the more um, hillbilly ones right? No or the Braithwaite's were, both... were the Braithwaite's were I, th- the, I think the idea is that the Braithwaite's had been there longer and were much more racist if you want to go oh. by that oh, version okay. of hillbilly they were like oh. Like, they kept saying, like, oh, the Greys only came, like, a few hundred years ago. Our family, are like, you know, a hundred years ago. Our family came here, like, 400 years ago. We can trace our lineage through all of our cousins and that we're, we married, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so in that case, um, mm-hmm. the, with the Braithwaite, uh, Dutch is working with the Braithwaite, mm-hmm. and um, during their interactions... Uh, one of the Braithwaite's, uh, the head of the family, mentioned to Dutch that it's like they caught wind of, hey, this businessman called Cornwall is um, talking about doing some business with me. And I met him. And, um, I'm not sure about doing business with this guy. Mm-hmm. And Dutch, he arrogantly thinks that it's an opportunity for him. So he's like, yeah, do that deal mm-hmm. so I can take advantage of it. Right. And then it just blows up in his face where now that introduces Cornwall to the Lemoyne County as well as the knowledge of Dutch's presence. Nice. And it just, it's an active choice that Dutch makes that screws over the gang yeah. and furthers Arthur down this path of disenfranchisement. Yeah, for sure. That's great. And then that makes total sense when then... Like basically under Cornwall's orders, the Braithwaite's kidnap Jack and then send him to Saint Denis, where they go next. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Okay. And that might even be. It, it would still make sense mm-hmm. of like um, the the gang go after Jack. But well, the first thing that pops to mind mm-hmm. is that um, once Cornwall uh, is aware of the situation and they kidnap Jack and send Jack to um, Cornwall within Saint Denis, and the gang follows. That at that point, the Cornwall knows the exact position of the gang. Right. Um, which might be a misstep. Mm-hmm. So, no, that that happens That happens in the game, where the, the Pinkertons show up to camp and they're like, Dutch, you're going to come with us, and everybody like sort of steps in front of Dutch and is like, he's not going nowhere. You know what I mean? Oh, dang. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, no. It's like right after Jack gets kidnapped. I think it's in the same cutscene. They're like, Jack got kidnapped, and then immediately after that, the Pinkertons show up. Oh, damn, I must have been like, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, you're totally no, right. I watched, yeah. I watched all the cuts. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, I feel like that's a fun way. Um, and then, let's also have a, a sort of thing where um, Arthur helps Romeo and Juliet at that moment. So, that that's mm-hmm. kind of like what... Hmm. Because, uh, you know, that, if, that it, does sound, if he helps... That sounds interesting, mm-hmm. but I will say I, I like it from the screenwriting from a film perspective. That sounds sick as hell. Mm-hmm. To, during their raid to find Jack, Arthur's helping Romeo and Juliet. However, I... Don't, I, I you, say it again? No, go ahead. I'll, I'll oh, say after. It, wait, am I, um, am I misrepresenting what you're trying to say? I just meant not during the raid specifically, but oh, like, okay, okay. what if like they make a deal with Cornwall, but also they get really pissed off because Arthur helps Romeo and Juliet run away. Mm. So that's like an, okay. a, a adding to the fire almost. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I was going down a different path. So oh, yeah, gotcha. that makes sense. Okay, cool. So um, just that way, again, I don't want us to be like in the middle of our, st- or near the end of our story. And then all of a sudden we have to backtrack to stuff that happened way before. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Because that's what happens at the end of the at, of the game, where you have a mission where you kill a Cornwall, you have a mission where you help Romeo and Juliet run away, you have a mission where you, um, oh, what was it? you see O'Driscoll get hanged? You know what I mean? So I want all, oh, I want all of the things that happen in our sections to like happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that so that's why that's my thought there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, cool. So I feel like we kind of have Lemoyne figured out. So now we move on to Saint Denis. We're gonna say Cornwall has Jack. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that could work. Okay. Or and... even like some lieutenant of Cornwall, which. Yeah. If I, I, you want to have Bronte, that could be Bronte. Sure, sure. I don't even necessarily think Cornwall, like I was saying, Cornwall doesn't need to literally be there for all this kind of stuff, but his influence. Like, it should be Cornwall driving these things. You know, people should be like, Cornwall did it, yada, yada. He doesn't literally need to show up in the cutscenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they get Jack back. Let's say let, let's say they make a, he makes a deal with Cornwall? What would the deal be, though, to get Jack back? Um, hmm. what, could, what, could, what could the gang do for Cornwall? Well, they wouldn't want to work with him. They want to trick him. They want to put a sne- pull a sneaky on him. 
Dutch definitely does. Yeah. What What if Cornwall is sort of like? Well, what if they both do the same thing? Where Cornwall's like, oh, I've tried to kill you guys for a while now, and it's not working. So let me just play the sly businessman and like sort of invite you guys into the fold a little bit. But I am gonna like. But to himself, he's like, but I'm gonna kill them later. You know what I mean? What if? Um, just throwing it out there. What if? Um, Cornwall offers a deal to the gang uh-huh. in exchange for Jack. Um, Dutch is like, all right, we're going to, we'll, we'll comply with your deal. And to the gang, you're like, we're not going to comply with that deal. We're sure. just going to kill him. And then they go um, with the intention of uh, backstabbing Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And then in the kind of process of that, Arthur realizes that Jack is in danger. And so he actually complies with the deal. Like, for instance, Cornwall's like, I'll give you Jack for this amount of money. And uh, mm. Dutch is like, we'll bring the money. Well, we're not going to give it to him. Right. Uh, but then Arthur does deliver the money. Mm-hmm. And, and gets Jack back. get Jack back. Mm. And then Dutch is like, what the? F- now we have no money. What, okay. What the hell? Yeah. And then they have to basically start from scratch. But then would that yeah. be enough for Cornwall to not want to immediately kill them? Uh, I mean, maybe it might. I mean, what does Cornwall family. need with money like that? He's, you know, he's well, uh, he's it, the Elon Musk of the Wild Wild West. <laughs> I would say it was. It's like the um, quotations, the MacGuffin, the 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 thing that, in exchange, it, mm. it could be money, and it's even not money he okay. needs, as we know. Real but quick, he knows that the gang needs money. Sure. All right, l- l- we're running out of time. We got about All fourteen right. minutes left. Okay, so okay. I let me just say this. Right now, I want to cut out Guarma. Do you agree or disagree? I, I disagree in the sense that it is the pinnacle of when we see Dutch mm-hmm. uh, go crazy and on Arthur's return and realizing what he's done in Guarma and he's seen, it was such a potent moment. And that was when the Uns- Unshaken song comes on. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, no, Only for sure. because Guarma's there. Maybe you can do it in a different way. I think uh, okay. Here, here, here's my thing, um, because the the section of Guarma isn't very fun for a like, gameplay perspective to me because oh, gotcha. it closes again like kind of with the snow thing. It closes you off into the section you are in the middle of like free roaming and all this kind of stuff. But I, I maybe if Guarma is just like one mission more or less, yeah, I, because I don't even know about that because if Guarma right. was one mission, then it just It'd be, like, It'd be like, ah, I don't know, Guarma. That's yeah. kind of a weird side yeah. step. Okay, here. Here's here's my thought, though. Okay, to get us out of San Denis, right? Because mm-hmm. you were talking about how Cornwall... we Like, you, you said we need a MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. What if the MacGuffin is that Cornwall wants our help to deal with the Native Americans? Because that happens later on in the story, um, where the Native Americans... Like, Dutch starts helping the Native Americans to but all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what if Cornwall is like, all right, you get Jack back, but you need to help me figure out, like, either con the Native Americans out of their land, or you need to do something like that, you know what I mean? And then we um, we get the same things that happen in Guarma, where we finally see the real final moment of Dutch, like, truly descend into, you know, well, I mean, I don't know, that's another thing. I feel like Guarma, he's still, like, it isn't until the very, very end of the game where Dutch really, truly is just like, what a piece of crap. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. What a just what a jerk. He's just such a um, jerk. I will say that could that could work mm-hmm. if they do Native American stuff from far away. Because mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, how does Arthur make contact with the Native Americans? He um, he. It's it's more or less random. He's yeah, like so he's like in San Denis, and then he like starts chatting up some guys, and one of them happens oh. to be the chief. Oh well, that's dumb. So <laughs> like uh, that could be a more substantial interaction where he uh, Arthur does something great in a far off county mm-hmm. uh, with Native Americans. I will say though that that potentially has the obstacle, or I should say, the misstep of not being able to distinguish itself from parts of the game. Like, uh, the actual game has large parts of where he Arthur interacts with Native Americans. And even in Red Dead 1, mm-hmm. he uh, does a freaking Kevin Costner runs with wolves Native American segment. Yeah, he does. So it's like, if you do these huge repeats of where they go with Native Americans, it mm-hmm. kind of starts to blend together. Yeah. Um, Oh, 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 okay. I just, I, I just had a thought. Okay. What about this? What about this? All right. All right. Na- Native Americans and the army are feuding, right? That's, that's basically what happens near the end of, of the game as, as it is now. Mm-hmm. So what if Corn- uh, Cornwall is like, you get Jack back, but I need you to stir up trouble and, and like actually like sort of from behind the scenes, force a conflict between the army and the Native Americans. Because I want that land, and the only way I'm going to get it is if the army runs them off the re- their reservation. Uh, I mean, it, it works. It works. Uh, uh, that's... I, I uh, I'm, uh, I'm just getting hung up on the fact that it's very similar imagery to what we already have with, it, like, in, Native in, Americans in the forest. Yeah, but that is in the game right now anyway. Yeah, so if we were doing a continuation of that, it would just be like hard to distinguish itself. Oh, you're saying like our, our version isn't different enough? Yeah, we need something that kind of not for the sake of being like wild and wacky, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, it's just if we don't want to have the misstep of things starting to blend together. Um, like a good example is like wow. I don't know if you played. Um, Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Like, okay. I literally don't remember what game is what. Like, they <laughs> just blend together. And uh, so we wouldn't want that. But, oh, you're uh, saying then there isn't enough distinction between Red, Rede- Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2? Red Dead Redemption 1 and within Red Dead 2 itself. Because there's already uh, a lot of Native American segments. Um, but okay, here, here's my thing, right? Is because the stuff yeah. in San Denis happens, then they go to Guarma, and then right after they were finished with Guarma, we start interacting with the Native Americans. So yeah. if we're cutting out Guarma, we're basically closing that gap with San Denis and the Native Americans, and sort of putting those two back to back instead of putting Guarma in the middle of it. We are closing the gap, mm-hmm. but we are also elongating that segment. So would you say that segment was interesting enough to elongate the Native Americans? I, don't, I mean, are we elongating it? How are we yeah, because if, if it begins earlier and it mm-hmm. has the same duration as 
what it, it already is in the game, then it's we're elongating the Native American. So it, it feel it to me that kind of feel sounds like it would be half the game is working with uh, Native Americans, which sounds like mm. I don't want to be working with Native Americans. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying well, no, I mean, but only right. only if we have to keep the game length the same, right? If we're just literally taking out a chunk, like splicing a chunk out of it, and then, you know what I mean? So we have the, our Sandinese mm-hmm. section, and it ends when. Oh, so oh, oh, okay, okay. How about this? How about? Okay. No, what? You go ahead first, and then I'll. And then I'll... I was just gonna say, like, are you saying take the Guarman part and literally just ripple delete? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it just brings the. Uh, length of the game that could work i mean so yeah you basically like honestly you could do a thing where it's like i need you to do this one job cornwall says this and i'm like you do this you get jack back so right (laughs) i need you to do one last job right it's like you sound like that yeah no right so i need you to do this job what's gonna the result of this job is that it's gonna stir up tensions between the army and the native americans the the army kills all the native americans i get the land right dutch says yes arthur is like whoa that's pretty messed up and then once they get Jack back, then they plan their job in San Denis, which goes wrong. And, w- and then at the end of that job, like, Cornwall betrays them, right? So he said he was going to leave them alone once they did this thing with the Native Americans, but he doesn't. And then once we have that, Dutch is so pissed off, he's like, all right, screw it. We're Now we're going to go help the Native Americans because Cornwall screwed with us. You know what I mean? Because mm. that work? Um, I feel like I'm not explaining it well because we're running out of time, but um, it, it's when I'm looking at that, it's less on the events that mm-hmm. happen because mm-hmm. technically that all works. It's more of like um, uh, how that changes Dutch character, char- Dutch's character, and what we leave out. Like for me, what Gorma was or is mm-hmm. is less of a, a cool segment and more of the time the events that we saw Dutch do insane things and the emotional impact of Arthur's return. So, and those were like two big back-to-back moments. I, I mean, I love Arthur's return as a, it, like you were saying, the, the emotional impact of that. But yeah. to me, it just, I just don't really buy Guarma in the sense of developing the in Dutch. And it, to me, if you want to have Guarma, it needs to be like, the end all be all of like Dutch becomes a terrible person after this. I don't really feel like he is in the version that we have now. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, strictly speaking married to the Gorma per se. Mm-hmm. It's more of, I uh, would really advocate for somehow still preserving Dutch's descent and somehow preserving Arthur's return. In oh. any way or fashion. It's just Ooh. what happens as opposed to the location. Okay, I got it. I got this. Try this, okay? We can uh, keep Guarma in, but Arthur is there alone. Ooh. Yes, okay. yes. So okay. all this stuff happens in San Denis. Arthur gets left behind, you know? So for him, that's another uh, point where he's like god damn it dutch you're better than this or you're supposed to be he goes to the guarma he has all this crazy stuff happen to him and then the whole time he's thinking i just need to get back to the game that's all that matters he finally does it 
Um, and then we can even have a thing where, like, the thing he does on Guarma pisses off Cornwall. So that when yeah. he gets back, Dutch is pissed off at him. And he's like, you pissed Cornwall off again. We were we were done with him or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that, yeah. Arthur is there cool. by himself. He finally gets back. He finally gets there. And then he comes back and Dutch is just like, it's almost like Dutch is a completely different person. He's like, he, Hosea just died, which happens to Saint Denis, by the way. Um, and like, you know, he's like, I don't know what, you know, he's either helping the name, whatever it is, but it's like, Arthur comes back after all that time and Dutch is there and like the gang has like become a completely different place. That eh? works. That freaking works. And like, yes, that, that Arthur arrives in Gorm is um, like Dutch somehow screws him over. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Ship or he doesn't save Arthur in one way. And so Arthur is by himself and just throwing this out there. Yeah. Like what if, like Arthur is uh, um, stranded on Gorma and he's doing all this stuff. I really like like Arthur by himself. He mm-hmm. has this crazy. He's like, I just need to get. Um, and then like towards the end of his time at Gorma, he he like runs into Dutch. He's like, What the fuck are you doing here? Uh huh. And through some sort of uh, like dialogue or whatever, he's like, um, he. They try to escape together, uh, but Dutch like screws him over. Mm. Like maybe not again, maybe, for, and uh, try to prevent um, Arthur from coming back. And then Arthur eventually does come back, and then now it's directly Dutch as the antagonist. Mm. Oh, okay. So you want Guarma to be the turning point where it's like now we're done with Cornwall. It's Dutch is our main concern. Oh, now. you don't be sick. Uh-huh. You don't be sick. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Go okay. for it. This is sick. Okay. So, okay. So, um, Arthur gets onto Gorma, not by being screwed over by Dutch, because mm-hmm. that would uh, be whatever. So, uh, he's trying to survive on Gorma. He finds Dutch there. He's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm running a side business. I'm selling vapes, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so, he was like, can you get me off this island? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, I'll get you off this island. Um and uh, Arthur's like, because I got to go meet up with the Native Americans to save them. And Dutch is like, I don't like that because I'm racist. And then he like leaves oh. him there. And so hmm. somehow, so and Arthur's like, well, now I'm screwed because I have no way off this island. Yeah. The guy's a douche. And somehow he comes in contact, uh, Arthur comes in contact with Cornwall or a liaison of some sorts. Right. And Cornwall says, all right. I'll arrange for you passage to come back, but you're now on my squad. And so now it's Arthur and Cornwall versus Dutch. And then through oh, the events wow. of the game, Dutch goes to more severe um, lengths because his golden boy betrayed him. And then he freaking uh, blows Cornwall's head off. And they're like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my wow. God. Okay. Okay. That's a pretty big change. Yeah. Um, let me digest yeah. that for a second. I'm trying. Okay, let me think. All right, l- real quick before, here's one one thing I one thought I had. What mm-hmm. if um. Things go bad in San Denis. Arthur gets stranded by himself, and then this is it's Cornwall's island. So Cor- he's like, I can't get off the island because Cornwall would just immediately kill me if I try to like you know get off normally. So his only choice is to help the revolution. And in that revolution, he kills Cornwall while he's on the island. 
so he do you know what i mean hmm. because that could, like i well it's not my idea i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh no we ran out of time we ran out of time oh. Um, oh, do you want to do an extension do you want to do an extension I feel like we started coming on something really cool. Do you want to do? Uh, yeah, let's do an extra. Okay, we're gonna do an extra. Bonus. We're gonna do an extra. Let's say, let's say, fifteen minutes, and then we're um, done, and then that's uh, it. I will say quickly. Um, yeah. Not that, not because it's against my idea, but I, I feel that Cornwall dying on the island. Mm-hmm. Would he die on the island because of the revolution? Right. Because it would be more like powerful if he died by one of these characters. Well, I think Arthur can still be the person. Okay, let's back up a little bit. I want to I want to nail down Sandini perfectly. So we help Cornwall screw over the Native Americans. The Native Americans and the army start fighting. We plan a job in Sandini. The job goes wrong because Cornwall betrays us. Mm-hmm. And Arthur gets stuck on Guarma, right? Yeah. Okay. So now at this point, Dutch is pissed off at, at Cornwall because um, he, you know, he betrayed him, right? Yeah. Arthur is stuck on this island by himself. I just want to make sure that when we get... I, I like the idea we get back from the island and Dutch is like really, really gone through a really bad change. You know what I mean? He's and once. Cray. Yeah, and once we get back, then it's like, now, after all this time, Arthur's finally like, oh my god, I can't, like, I can't go with Dutch anymore. He's, like, you know, he's become a terrible person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, what the the one you said, Dutch leaving him on the island, I don't necessarily think that's bad, but I'm wondering about Arthur and Cornwall teaming up. Because mm-hmm. then I feel, then then I'm not entirely sure how we reach our conclusion. Because I, Arthur would still care about the gang at this point, right? He's just yeah disillusioned with with Dutch. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think. Like he could. Um, oh man! Mm. I just realized my dream is closed. Uh, anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Why did I close at eleven? No, it's Saturday. It's fine. Um, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. We'll we'll uh, FaceTime and work out together. Ah, ew. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. you see this, bro? Mm-hmm. You see this games, bro? All right, we're um, running out of time. All right, all right. So, okay, so um, I feel like, so Arthur still wanting to save his family, his gang, could mm-hmm. still be possible even though he has sided with Cornwall. Okay. Like uh, maybe Cornwall... Uh, now that Arthur is beholden to Cornwall, uh, uh, Cornwall reveals like, "Hey, the Pinkertons and I have this gang surrounded. We're gonna kill." Him. And uh, uh, what's it called? Arthur was like, "Let me just talk to him. Just let let me just talk to him, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I'll get you Dutch, which is who you want." And so then that could lead to um, when uh, Arthur. Um, goes and meets up with the gang and you could even elongate uh it so he does it immediately sorry you, you broke oh. up say that again okay uh and you can use this as a you can along that kind of section where arthur doesn't immediately um try and infiltrate the gang and get mm-hmm. dutch he could just look like he's reunited and 
Oh, so so he so Arthur goes undercover. Yeah, he's like undercover in his own gang. Okay, um, and then eventually, like he gets found out, and then people from his own gang pull guns on him, and he's like, "Yo, guys, you're all gonna die," mm. and it's Dutch's fault. We got and uh, truthfully, and we gotta get, we gotta turn Dutch in. That's the oh. only, that's oh. the only way all of us Ooh. can survive. Ooh, and okay, it's not just our hides against him. It's he's Dutch is a douche. Yeah, made a doucheatron. Okay, and we can survive. Okay, let me, let me, let me. So saying that just made me think of a really, really cool thing where, like, what if... Okay. All right. What? I don't exactly know how we get there yet, but let me let me just think. What if the two different outcomes for the game, the honorable this is versus dishonorable, what if mm-hmm. those are... What if the ending for that decides is... Uh, the actual ending is who kills you? The government or your own gang? Hmm. You know what I mean? So decide depending on which side of the coin coin you are, either the government will kill you or your own gang will kill you. Uh... What, what would be honorable? What's dishonorable? In my head, it would be honorable. Is he doesn't work for Cornwall? He goes back to Dutch, and he like you know he's like I'm not going to turn you in Dutch, but I'm going to get these people out. All this kind of stuff. Then Cornwall finally tracks him down and kills him dishonorable is saying i'm gonna go against dutch and everybody gets pissed at him because he's like i'm just trying to save you guys but they're like we don't care or you know something like that and then the gang kills him dishonorable is going against dutch i would imagine that would be a more well i i think in 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 this a big part of arthur's um character is loyalty so you know he he basically like even at the end he isn't ever really disloyal to dutch he he starts going against him, but at the end he's like, Micah is the problem. He still tries to get Dutch to see the light, more or less. You know what I mean? He, and I and I still like the idea of Michael betraying them. I mean, Micah, excuse me, betraying uh, them. Oh yeah, we forgot about Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, uh, is that not working for you? Micah. No, I mean I'm not a super fan of Micah. So if we were to mm-hmm. leave him out, I wouldn't mind that. Well, I, I liked Micah because it was kind of like Micah was whispering bad ideas into Dutch's head, and then at the end, it turns out he's a rat. I feel like I felt I, like to me that was really powerful because it was like it sh- it shows just like the type of path that Dutch was about to go down. Like mm-hmm. he, if you if you're gonna end up like Micah, you're not even gonna have the honor of like keeping your own friends safe. You'll sell out anybody to get what you want. You know what I mean? I kind of thought Micah was pretty one dimensional. In terms of his arc and even performance, which is kind of dickish to say, but mm. I don't. Maybe... I like I like what he did for Arthur. That showdown with him and Arthur, I, I, I that really gets me still. Uh, when they're on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. It, the whole thing about D- Arthur going back and like trying to explain to Dutch, like Dutch, he is a rat. Everything that's happened, it's his fault. We just need to get rid of him, and we can get out of here. You know what I mean? Mm. I, yeah. I still like that, but. I don't know. Mm. We would have to kind of... I don't know if this new story would kind of lead to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm wondering, just to backtrack, I wonder... I was thinking, like, dishonorable versus honorable would be, like, honorable is he delivers Dutch to Cornwall, and then Cornwall freaking... Uh, kills arthur and then dishonorable would be um he 
betrays he sides with this uh crazy man dutch and then dutch and micah kill him or something well i think the thing dutch is still part of, is still leading the gang and i feel like honorable is always going to be the thing that helps the gang the most mm. so that's where my thought for that comes from okay. so honorable for arthur is being loyal to the gang even if it means because he like i said before he's still loyal to dutch he just wants dutch to change you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I like that about Arthur, that, about how till the end he was just like that, like trying to save Dutch no matter what. Okay. Um. All right. Let Let's just make a decision right now, and I think I, I'm okay with just like I, I'll you you can just make this decision. We, we Should... gotta include a part where mm. Arthur's like says to the gang, he's like, "Everyone, have you heard about furries?" <laughs> it's like. It's so rad. Wow. So cool. No idea where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was kind of a relief. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so let's decide right now. Do we give Arthur the choice to go with, to help Cornwall and, like, be a spy? Do you want to Do you want to stick with that? I'm going to let you I decide. I think it adds complexity, uh-huh. and I would say my um, intention of what's dishonorable and what's dis- uh, honorable mm-hmm. would be... Um, to kind of subvert your expectations, like, which is why I'm saying honorable is side with Cornwall and dishonorable is to side with Dutch, even though you think with those would be flipped. Um, and I, it could uh, even be a different way of. Yeah. All right. Can, how about how about we compromise and, and say this? Honorable is still siding with Dutch and siding with the gang, but when mm-hmm. you side with Cornwall, it's basically completely selfish. So that way. If you go down the dishonorable path, Arthur literally becomes someone who's just like, I'm in it for me. The only way I can get off this island is if I work for Cornwall, so I'm going to do what I got to do. Like maybe Cornwall gives Arthur a reward for turning in Dutch? No, it's like it's like you make the choice when you're on the island. Cornwall's like, come with me and help me take down Dutch or stay here and die. And you get to, as a player, you get to choose the dishonorable route help Cornwall and get off the island or the honorable route, get off the island by yourself and go back to the gang. That, I, mm. I don't know. I just I don't feel like, um, honorable and Leviticus Cornwall. That doesn't click for me. That doesn't work for me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, what about then? Cause I feel like he has to get off the, it, it would feel pretty potent if he got off the island bounded by Cornwall. Um, so like he gets off the island by corn, is it Cornwall or Cornwall or Cornwall? I think it's Cornwall. Cornwall. So he gets off the island, um, by Cornwall, no matter what Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Um, and then Cornwall's like, so now that I got you out of mind, you're going to get me Dutch. And so dishonorable would be, you go get Dutch. Uh And then honorable is you betray Cornwall and you don't get him Dutch. Okay. I mean, I like the idea of Gorma being being the area where you have to decide because Arthur is alone. You know what I mean? So it's like it's so the the choice is a little bit more direct. It's like literally, I either get off this island with Cornwall and betray Dutch, or I figure it out on my own. You know what I mean? So I like I like how there's a there's a physicality to your choice. Because yeah. it it determines whether or not you get off the island or whether or not you have to overthrow it with a bunch of revolutionaries. You know what I mean? 
I would think that um, I thought I, it makes me think like the, that decision is a little too early. Such you know, like mm. that's as if like that's the character making a big choice during the overture. You're like, what? This is the beginning of the play. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it, it, I would imagine it had this big choice has to happen at the climax, which is kind of. Um, so even if it's like a false decision that Arthur makes, and yeah. the real decision happens at a later time. Okay, I get what you're saying. I mean, part of my part of my thing is that. How much game do we really need after Guarma? That's one of my questions. Not too much. I feel mm. like it could be on the same timeline. Like, I mean, because uh, I, I would imagine, like, Arthur is on Guarma for so long, and he's desperate to get back. That w- how could he possibly say no to Cornwall based on uh, loyalty to a guy that he to having doubts about? He'll be like, oh. Fuck. Fine, I'll get to your man. <laughs> uh, and um, like, okay, all right, okay. All right. I, I'll I'll let you have that. Yeah, that 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 works. Um, cool. So, at the end of the game, we're gonna choose between either handing Dutch over or letting Dutch escape. But I still want honorable for me. Still has to be Dutch, if that makes sense. Still has to be. I can. uh... It still has to be the honorable thing for us to choose Dutch over Cornwall, even if Dutch is uh, is the bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're still choosing the gang. We still decide to save all the gang, and we're trying to save Dutch till the very end, but he Mm -hmm. dies. You know what I mean? I can. uh, I can get behind that. Like, the the technically the honorable choice is Dutch, even though the player is like. Dutch is a douche. Yeah. Like, that's not honorable. He's going to screw you over. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about this? How about this? He gets back. He does all of this stuff. Dutch keeps is becoming worse and worse a person. The gang members are leaving. And then we still have the final thing where it's like, Dutch decides to leave John behind. Arthur's like, none of that. I'm going to go save Abigail. All this kind of stuff. And then we get a final confrontation where Cornwall and all of his men show up. Mm, no, that uh, I don't know if that works. I was gonna say Carnwall and all of his men show up, and you can either choose to give Dutch over, or it's like Dutch run. I'm gonna I'll hold them off, and then Cornwall ends up killing you. That might be re- repeating kind of the climax of the first game. Yeah. Um. Mm. If we, I I kind of. I I like for the most part the ending of the how it is yeah where um, Arthur kind of dies um, w- with very little dignity yeah alone mm-hmm. which is really sad mm-hmm. I felt like they could have did it a little better it, for me personally it yeah was like oh did he die mm. and uh, if they were to make it a little more clear which might sound dumb but yeah um I I don't. Hmm. Getting Cornwall out of here. Um, he Cornwall gets him off the island. He says, "Bring me Dutch." The Honorable Arthur says, "No, I'm not gonna." Ah, we ran out of time. Oh again. no! Ugh. And okay. Then Arthur's old and frail and dying in a hospital bed, and Jack yeah. is like standing over there. Yeah. With his Apple Watch, and Arthur's like, "Unplug me, boy." <laughs> 
I'm tired. I'm going to the great beyond. Okay. Um, long story short, we didn't get to this, but I feel like we were on a track where Arthur doesn't need tuberculosis. That's one thing we didn't yeah. get to address, and I prefer Arthur without tuberculosis, I think. To me, I'm surprised mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was, I had very, uh, I, I didn't think we would be able to even come close to coming up with a quality story <laughs> what's already there. I was mm -hmm. like, I was really impressed with what we got. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like, I, I think our biggest thing, it was mostly like pretty small changes, but I think our biggest thing is Arthur being alone on Guarma. That's actually really cool. That, that freaking, that's sick as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That kind of isolation is very. Yes. And then, like, I mean, just imagine playing the game and you're alone on Guarma. You're just like fucking like in the jungle and everything sucks and then finally getting d'angelo unshaken when you finally are able to get back to the gang oh yeah that would feel like, so oh, good that, like... <laughs> that, that could potentially make that moment even more potent. yeah like, stand oh. unshaken you're like, oh me so oh mr crash of the world oh oh god okay yeah. hear the thunder <laughs> Yeah. Then I hear yeah. the break. Hear the break. I think it's the break. I don't know. I can't quite remember, remember what I did. I, yeah, there you go. Me that way. way. May I? All right, all right. We're gonna stop badly singing, D'Angelo. Um, badly. <laughs> okay. So, long story short, I feel like we were pretty close to a story where. Arthur doesn't need tuberculosis to get him to the ending, which is something I, I personally want. Maybe most people mm -hmm. disagree with me. Um, yeah. I we just need to figure out that last act after getting off of Warma and what would happen there, and mm -hmm. nail down the details, and then I think we would have been good. The only thing um, I like about tuberculosis in the game right now is that it's a result of him doing the debt collection, collection because he gets it from that one dude near the very beginning of the game. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't like that, that it's how he dies, question mark? I just, I don't like, I don't like it when characters are like, oh, you only have a few days left to live, mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's easy to, you know, quote unquote, be a good person when you know mm -hmm. that the end is coming. It's a lot harder to be a good person when you are just living your life, you know what I mean? So you would prefer, like, the Arthur's tuberculosis is kind of like an outside force, but you would prefer that his demise would come by his inaction or his poor choices. Exactly. Or someone exactly. still succeeding even though Arthur made all the right choices. Exactly. That's why I love yeah. the first game so much is because John becomes a good person. He really does truly like change he try he finds his redemption he go he i mean he goes back to the bad side because he asks he the government forces him to but he does like he succeeds but then they still betray him and kill him anyway you know what i mean <sighs> yeah that's just so potent to me the fact that they won't let it they won't let the past go you know what i mean or, and the fact yeah. that he can't he can't ever truly get rid of his past anyway yeah yeah 
All right, we went really long, um, but I thought, I mean, it, it was fun. I had fun. I don't know how much we actually changed, but I had a lot of fun. I did, too. I was, we would, like, get into it. You're like, oh. Yeah. We're like, oh, my God, he's going to be alone on the island like freaking Grapes of Wrath, freaking Apocalypse <laughs> Now, baby. Grapes of Wrath. I thought you were going to say uh, what? Castaway. No, no, like, uh, like Grapes of Wrath is like Apocalypse Now, isn't it? Oh, that's what I was imagining. Like Arthur going crazy on a tropical island. Arthur just like in rags trying to start a fire. Yeah. Talking to a coconut. Or just, yeah, just like that desperate, just, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, cool. All right. That was fun. Um, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, you know, we're going to try to do more video game things if they come up. I like I like video games, and I think they're amazing ways to tell stories. Um, so let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you like Red Dead 2. Let us know if you disagree with us or agree with us. Uh, you know, suggest other games we should play. I think Mass Effect 3 is definitely going to be in the running, as Ben mentioned, and maybe a few others. Uh, so yeah, thanks for l- listening, and uh, have a good day, guys.